This episode of United 96 is brought to you in part by Monday Development. Whether you're beginning your first real estate purchase or you're a seasoned investor, Monday Development can assist you with all aspects of the process. Kick off your next investment by visiting mondaydev.com. You are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to United 96 here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here, John here, slightly less subdued, not very enjoyable. Uh, things, things, are, things are not great right now. Well, I guess this is the DC United Podcast, not the Spirit Podcast. Yeah, the Spirit so guess... Podcast will be fun, but the DC... Yeah. The D- Stick we're on around the DC... for that. We're on the DC side of Stick the around for that, folks. <laughs> DC side of the equation, and it's uh, DC United side of the equation. The men's side of the equation is not good. We, we we maybe talk some little U.S. men's national team. There's a lot of a lot of good going on there, and some not so good, depending on if you have a unhealthy hatred of uh, of Greg Berhalter, which I will get into a little bit. First, we do, do that. Wanna, do you want to start it? with that? Oh well, first let's do the thing we do. But yeah, but I want to I want to start the show with that. I'm, I want to. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. that. Uh, how was your weekend, Ted? I'm going to ask you first. I, I, I intercepted the ball, <laughs> spiking it in your face. My weekend was 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 good. It was it was quiet. It was quieter than I than I probably wanted it to be. I had uh, some work obligations on Saturday, right in the middle of the of the first game of the Henny Derby, uh, and apparently it was. By looked at pictures, it was a rock in time, and I'm very sad that I missed it. Apologies to people that came down from DC expecting to see me there. Apologies to uh, a lot of people, um, but work obligations are work obligations. Um, I'm sure there will be other moments. There will be other games. And I you're going to fly to Madison for the return leg, right? Oh, yeah. whole hundred percent. All the Richmond fans are going to they're going to take a big bus. They're going to drive up to Wisconsin. I keep I keep hoping one day uh, they'll like I'll need some sort of uh, if you don't know, I work in the health sphere. So Epic is a big has a big uh, class up there. there. Their headquarters. (laughs) I've been there. there. I've been there and I was planning on I think I was uh, there was some sort of like potential i was going to need another certification to travel down there so i went through the classes once to look to where i could like make it to like a madison game so maybe, maybe that'll happen maybe it'll work out i can have work pay for my for my trip out there like you did so are they in, in are they in minnesota or are they are are they in minneapolis or are they in madison 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 wisconsin okay yeah all right so not a whole lot not a whole lot it's very very interesting to go out to madison let me just tell you there's not a not a whole lot out there but um but yeah, but uh, still, uh, was sad I missed that. How was your weekend, John? Hope it was hope it was good. Did you did you partake in the spirit game on Sunday? I did not. Oh. No, it was a uh, it was a uh, oh, it was a road was game. That? Sorry, it was a road yeah. game. Yeah, sorry, never I mind. I flew to Kansas City. I am yeah. extremely hardcore now. <laughs> I'm the most. I'm <laughs> despite what you may assume by our Patreon numbers, I am well funded enough to fly to all the away games and cover <laughs> them. Uh, yeah, no, it was good. I got to spend some time with my my daughter. Uh, Made me a, a Thai Father's Day card, which nice. is cool. It's the first time sort of get into that stage of, of of children where they she still didn't really do a great job in answering like so they ask you questions like what do you what does your dad like to do what does he like to say she didn't get it she's like my dad's favorite thing is dinosaurs that's that's not my favorite thing Olivia she'll, that's your favorite she'll, thing she'll get there she'll get she'll there get next there. year I'm hoping we can maybe it would be like what's always on TV and she'll say baseball and soccer please yeah it should be. Uh, Paw Patrol, but unfortunately it's baseball. But yes. no, good weekend. Uh, soccer was annoying yeah. and also enjoyable. And I just you made me you you saying like maybe your work will pay for that. I'm just trying. I'm going to be in Minnesota later this year. 
and I'm wondering <laughs> if the if Minnesota United's in town. That would be that would be interesting. Yeah, I, I want to check out that stadium for sure. It's just uh, we could do we could do this live, <laughs> uh, July 22nd. What's good? What's the deal? Is there any Minnesota United fans in the chat? No, there's not. <laughs> uh, they are not playing. Oh, Bummer. oh well. I can go well, see the stadium. Yeah. Still would be nice to go see the stadium. I like to do that. I like to do those things. I'm a nerd. I like to do stadium tours. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's talk about the the thing that's making everybody mad, even though they we won a trophy uh, in the last 48 hours. Wild, wild, uh, wild, wild week, I guess, for U.S. soccer. So, I mean, I, I don't think I really. I think everyone listening to this podcast probably also listens to another podcast where people break this down. We're not going to go yeah, in depth. We're no. not going to talk. We're not mm-hmm. going to talk depth. Though I think we're going to talk about. I think just the overall. I think the most the, the most thing I want to I, I would like to talk about is just the the vitriolic reaction, which I, which we knew was coming. And so I mean, it's of course it started with Greg Berhalter, uh, former U.S. Men's National Team coach, being rumored for the for the Club America job, which was wild in and of itself. That would have been absolutely wild. And then basically it was dropped that uh, Jesse Marsh was no longer in the running. And then right before kickoff in the Mexico game, obviously they announced that Greg Berhalter would be returning as coach. Um, I, I just have to say, like, and, I, and I've, I've been tweeting about this. I've been I've been collecting a lot of the people that have been talking about this move. I, I think there is some questions and some worthy criticism of U.S. soccer for the fact that you talk about how you're going to go through this whole new process. You're going to talk about how, you know, you're you're. The, the biggest complaint that people had about the Greg Berhalter hire initially was that Jay Berhalter was, I think, the C, one of the higher ups in U.S. soccer. I can't remember his exact role. And it looked like nepotism giving the role to his brother. So you go through this whole process and then to rehire Greg again. I understand that criticism. I do. I don't agree with the amount of vitriol and hate that Greg is getting, particularly after this team went up against the two best teams. Mexico and Canada, the two, the two other best teams in this uh, in this CONCACAF group, and absolutely just dominated them, playing a Burhalter system, playing with Burhalter players. Yes, okay, but I was like, well, he didn't start Gio Reyna. He he didn't really play him. That but there's a whole controversy around that. By the way, I bet you a dollar his first game in charge, Gio's going to be on the field. I bet you oh, a dollar yeah. if he's healthy. I mean, he he went yeah. off 45 minutes against Canada, had a noticeable limp. Apparently, Borussia Dortmund has quote unquote seen enough. And they're trying to offload him. They're looking for like 20 million euros to basically sell him. I think there's going to be some teams that are going to uh, going to jump at that opportunity. So. It's going to be Club America and and Greg is going to do two jobs at once. And then <laughs> that's going to really ruin his day. He's going to pull the football manager role where you, where yep. you, hope, where you coach a club team and take over the national we, team. My agent has been looking for international opportunities um, for you. <laughs> but it really, it, I feel like what's sort of been lost in this is the fact that Greg Berhalter is not on the field for those games. People can sort of just excuse the fact that, you know, BJ Callahan and, you know, and um, Anthony Hudson, they had literally, there was, there was zero opportunity for them. Two camps, maybe a couple weeks, they had no opportunity to really institute a new system or change anything. the BJ Callahan team, clearly. It yeah, the, footprint, uh, that, the fingerprints are all over it for BJ Callahan. I mean, like this I, is a name I just learned like two weeks ago. <laughs> this is this is people are already talking about him for like uh, MLS teams. I see some DC fans talking about him for coach, and I'm like, let's just what? Let's, let's let's slow our roll there. Let's slow our roll there a bit. Um, but let's be clear. I mean, this was all Greg Berhalter's system. This is how national teams work. They're not like club teams. You're not. It takes a while for a coach institute a system to, and this, it took 
it took Greg a long time to even get to this point where this team could play well. And I think we're starting to see the work that he put into the beginning really start to uh, become apparent. And it's the fact that, yes, there's still the issue with Giorena. I think there were some comments by John Scally. I think Scally's comments maybe are getting a little bit overblown. Um, I'm sure he I'm, I don't think there'll be any issues with that. We know the Greg story. But other like other than that, every single player wanted him back. I think for me, that's enough to say, OK. And then everybody's trying to like all these players. They talk about they love Timothy. Way, like, oh, well, you know, if we're playing, of course they love him. And it's like, well, let me tell you, Michael Bradley hated Jurgen Klinsman. He absolutely hated that guy. I have no doubt about it because of what he was asked to do. And the fact that he was basically left with a bunch of people who wanted to choke Jurgen Klinsman in his sleep. And he had to basically probably guard the door at some points to stop that. I'm, I have I have. Fully convinced of that players can play because they're really good and also dislike the coach. And there's so I don't agree with that at all. I've talked enough, John. Like, did you have any any parting thoughts you had about this? Anything you wanted to say? No, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think it's just uh, the it, it, it's enough has been said about it being a toxic fan base. It is like mm-hmm. I just don't understand the does. Are these people like this about their club teams? Like, are they just are they is it is it basically like. I don't want to say his name. Never mind. I was about to say his name. Is it all? Is it basically just like all of the worst people on Reddit for your club team, but they all follow the U.S. national team? Why? What's going on? Why is I mean, it like this? What, what I think it is, I mean, is there are people out there that have built their entire soccer persona around covering the national team. And I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing. There are plenty of people. Donna Wine, for instance, he, he does cover D.C., but he's very, very involved in following the national team. He's very much a part of that uh, of the American Outlaws, uh, but he's also a very reasonably reasonable person. I think there is, in a lot of cases, the national team has sort of developed where there is it, it's it's maybe unlike in that it is the first men's based team that has sort of a mainstream following, uh, the first men American men's soccer team that has a mainstream following, and I think inevitably what's going to happen is a lot of these people are going to to rise up, and these people might also follow teams in Europe. I think based on some of their comments about Major League Soccer, a lot of them, uh, the, the the craziest thing to me is they've, and I think I, I tweeted about this earlier today, is the straw man that they, they there's supposedly this civil war between Euro snobs and MLS snobs, as they call it. And it's this, and it's this straw man <laughs> that these snobs people, is hilarious. I love it's, that. it's this straw man these people have created because people, I, I guess I would, they would consider me a part of the MLS snob group. Because I don't think Ariola, Paul Ariola Morris, or Jesus Ferrer are bad players. I think they are very good soccer players that may are certainly not as good as Timothy Wea, Christian Pulisic, or Gia Reyna. No one is saying that. All we're saying is that there's a role for them as a depth player. When guys get injured, you want guys in there. And I'm sorry, I even I, I love Kevin Paredes. Do I think Kevin Paredes right now deserves a start? Love Kevin. Want him, want him to get an appearance. I would love to see him get an appearance. Do I, if I had given a choice out on that wing position, Timothy Way goes injured. Do I want Paul Riola or do I want Kevin Paredes? To be honest, right now, I would take Paul Riola because Paul Riola is playing week in and week out for his club. He has experience on the wing. He provides something to the team. I love Kevin. I want him to play. Uh, but I think there's right now in a moment, I haven't seen him play for the national team consistently enough. And honestly, he also went out for the U20 World Cup. Tough He's situation. He's not even starting for Wolfsburg. Like, are yeah. there, are, is that are, is that so? This uh, that this is Friday, that, is that people are talking about this? No, 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 no. This okay. is, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm pull, totally pulling out sort okay. of a. I'm pulling out the player that there, there are players out there in Europe right now 
that I think that some of these people think that are playing for lower division sides in, in Europe, I think they are better than some of the MLS counterparts. And that is simply just absolutely 100% not true. Um, and they they consider Greg Berhalter a part of the MLS. They think there's a conspiracy. It is It is all wild stuff to read it. The comparisons to Greg Berhalter and Hitler are just absolutely insane. What? And and it, you know, they're 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 out there, man. Go. <laughs> Nutmeg has a great satire piece on it's 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 all crazy nuts. This is what we talk when we talk about toxicity. We talk about the toxicity of this of this just unbelievable. And the people even I think there was even someone out there trying to dox a certain uh, certain people at U.S. Soccer as well. I mean, it's just it's Ew. it's insane to watch from the outside. And it really honestly, for me, it makes I think a lot of people I've had a lot of people who care about other teams in soccer who say I don't really like like supporting the U.S. men's national team. And I'm in the same boat. I watch them. I certainly do root for them, but I'm not like so fervently like buying their kit every year or buying the jersey or, you know, doing any of that because I just I look. I see, read what some of this fan base thinks. And I'm just like, I don't even want to be a part of this. Like who wants to be a part of that? I don't know. Not me. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. Uh, have fun. People being mad, be mad for three years. Just, just be <laughs> mad. Just keep being mad because no matter what, as mad as you were, he still got the job and it doesn't matter. And that's the best, but not accountable to anybody. This is not a democracy. Sorry. I love it because I don't give it. I uh, the one thing I would want to say, like I when he when all the things happened to him, when the sort of like mm-hmm. when when the World Cup happened and he gave a regrettable interview, but also the the full the full context of the campaign against him uh, was on was on veil. I was like, I don't really care if he stays or goes, but if he goes, this would be really good. Just desserts for 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 the Reinas for acting the way they did like that that would be karmically balanceable i am mm-hmm. i am I, I am okay with that uh, it, and so there's that there there is that like there, there's the you, dirty pool doesn't really get you what you want in the end uh is is it's nice to see yeah no and let's it's also let's also be clear too there are people out there that 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 support the Reinas in this whole situation too which is wild also it's wild i, I saw a tweet i was, i i almost tweeted out i was like you know what i don't even want to like entertain this like and it's it's just it's just awful and the people jumping on jumping on the incident calling greg an abuser i saw that too ted i was like i hate twitter i people go touch grass i you people are the worst and it's worst. it's really it's really i mean to me it's i know what you're doing like i see what you're doing you you do not you do not care about real issues of domestic violence on a serious note. I mean, it is a serious thing what Greg did. I'm not, I'm not talking about that, but it's also like, this isn't something that happened during his tenure. This is something that happened years ago. He clearly recognized the seriousness of it. And now he's married to that same woman. As far as we know, there's nothing, nothing else going on that that's been made aware of. It's ugly the way it came out. It shouldn't. It, the only person that should have been the one to release any of that story, if if she wanted to, uh, was, Ro- was I think it's Rosalind, right? Rosalind Berhalter. I think I that's right. right. Yeah, Rosalind Berhalter. Only one should have been released. That should not have come out the way it did. It's it's ugly. It's disgusting. If you're supporting it, and if you are using it as some sort of guise to be like, I think this is why Greg Berhalter shouldn't be coached. If that's your, if if you are just hammering that, it's yeah, it's terrible. It's awful. <laughs> It's awful. Now Wait, we talk, we've talked enough. Suck. We've talked enough. <laughs> speaking of things that suck, Ugh. let's get let's get into the game that occurred this weekend. It's it's uh it's DC United and uh things are not good right now. Um no. Scale scale of one to five, John. How what's your panic level right now? Just, what's uh what's high? Five? 
Are you really that high? Really? No, I'm asking. I'm asking for the oh, scale. High, high, high is five. Higher number? Uh, uh, well, it depends. I guess I would say I'm at a three. Uh, I, my, my, my confidence is waning very, very quickly about what this team can be. Um, so, for instance, we'll, we'll talk big picture before we talk about little picture here. The conversation was after this game. They need some reinforcements to this roster. Clearly, there are some there's some challenges here. When 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 the depth uh, gets put in play, it, the team does not look very good. Uh, and then all of the conversation was like, they don't have any money, they don't have any roster spots, they don't have any international spots. Um, so I don't know what's true and what's not true, but I do know that this team, as currently constructed, if anyone's hurt and someone's always hurt, uh, I'm I'm not I'm not super confident. We. Even the eighth in the playoff thing, which is sort of where we, I think we said last week, that's sort of where we fit. That's sort of what makes sense. I could also see us dropping. I think there are teams at the bottom of the roster that have bottom of the table that maybe have some more financial flexibility that maybe can get a little bit better. And I just think we kind of stay the same or get worse. So I'm, I'm about a three. What, what about yeah, you? I mean, it was, it, I, I think I had tweeted out and it was pointed out to me by somebody that, well, they have one open roster slot. We know about their international. I think they're maxed out on international slots. They would need to make some sort of move to open up slots. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a two. If I'm being honest, I'm certainly elevated a little bit. I'm, I'm trying to be level in the fact that this is MLS, and it's like six weeks you can look like world beaters, and then six other weeks you can look like absolute trash, and then there's somewhere in the middle. And I think, I, I think we are, we are what we thought we were, which was we're eight nine. We, we're going to beat the teams that are below us. We're going to have some slip ups. It's just going to be a matter, I think, in that in that final stretch in this in the final stretch of games. I'm talking post uh, post uh, post leagues cup. Can we put it, put something together? Can we be a team that can come together to at least go in a little bit of a run, have some momentum and, and make the playoffs? We're going to be I think we are going to be flexing. Right. We, we will probably drop out of the playoffs this. I would say this week. Um, I think it's gonna happen. We're gonna be ninth, ninth, maybe if we're lucky, tenth, eleventh, maybe twelfth, most likely. Like, but we it's are, going to be a tight. We're four points from second to bottom in the table. Yeah, so, that's and that's everybody though. I mean, it's yeah. it's yeah, gonna be everybody. it's gonna be insanely tight. I, I think we. I think if you look at the teams below us, don't quote me. Some teams have fall, fallen down a little bit, but I think there are teams that we have beaten mostly the teams below us, and we haven't really teams sub- below us. Teams below us currently, Montreal, Charlotte, New York City, FC, New York, Red Bull, both New York teams right on top of each other, both on 19 points, Toronto, Chicago, Miami. There are lots of things that are wacky here. The, the, the Toronto performance per dollar spent is bananas. Yeah. Uh, Lionel Messi and half of Barca, former Barcelona are coming to enter Miami, apparently. Uh, Sergio Busquets is one of those players who's signing till 2025, according to seemingly good reports today. So that's a team that's a team that's about to get flipped over in the middle of the season and they're sitting on 15 points at the bottom of the table. I don't know that they stay there. Maybe they do. I think you throw Messi into any team. I think they're probably doing slightly better than the last in the table. I don't know. Well, well the real, the real question is going to be will Messi be ready by the time by the time he DC looked good plays against him? The, he, so he was playing he, in uh, against uh Australia. He in, didn't uh, by 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 all reports, by all reports, he is not. Messi will not be ready by July eighth. The window oh, will be open, um, so DC will get a still a mess of a Miami team. Hopefully, that's a game we can sort of write the course, um, write the course on this season and, and kind of and kind of get right, so to speak. 
because uh, we've got a, a really tough run coming it's up. It's the Murderer's but... Row, which we will discuss here after we talk about the the, the most recent disappointment. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think that there's the the teams below us on the table have a, a pedigree that makes me think that it's entirely possible that they get better um, in the rest in the in the in the summer window. All right, so let's talk about a game that we said was a must-win uh, gimme. Comparatively, we looked at we looked at that we looked at what was coming up. I think we looked at. Uh, I want to make sure that I get the the schedule here correctly. We looked at this most recent game against Real Salt Lake. We looked at uh, the game against uh, Atlanta as a, probably going to be a loss, and it was. The Miami said probably a victory. It was, and Montreal we said should be a victory, and it was a draw. So not way off expectations, I think, probably about about where we were. I think Toronto was the one where we first started talking about where we needed to be because Toronto was fresh off of chaos on the road. We said <laughs> we should beat this team, but they're also very talented. And also, uh, normally when things go crazy during the week, something good happens on the weekend for them. And it did. They beat us. So let's let's talk about we're also like a, a team that we probably should beat. Hey, folks, quick break in the action to talk to you about the show's sponsor today, Monday Development. Everybody knows the three rules of real estate are location, location, location. But how can you decide on the best professional to serve your needs? For the past 20 years, Monday Development has assisted clients, investors, and landlords with real estate and property management services throughout the DMV. For more information, check out mondaydev.com. That's M-U-N-D-Y-D-E-V.com. Yeah, um, and it did not it did not go well, and it did not start well for this team. Um, let's talk about, I, I guess let's talk about Steve Birnbaum, um, who I think has come off injury and really has had a night. But well, let's before we have, let's talk about the lineup. And, and I do want to, and I, I sort of redigest the game. I, I watched it a little live. I was immediately a little bit distracted based on my work stuff, but I was able to pick up on most things, kind of rewatch the game, got a little bit more settled. And I have some thoughts. And some maybe some criticisms of Wayne here. Um, the, the first and foremost was the fact that Donovan Pines, I don't think, has done really anything wrong. Maybe it's a message of, well, we've still given up three goals to Atlanta, so maybe it's time for a break. Uh, he decides to start Brendan Hines Ike. Uh, and I do not think that was the right call. Um, I think Brendan Hines, yikes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll get into some. some I don't know. That's really warranted, but it just came to my mind. Yeah, he he. Uh, we'll get into. I think the second not the show goal, title, not the show title. The the, the, sec, the first goal we'll, we'll talk about, but the second goal, I think there's a little bit of he gets kind of turned a little bit, and I think that's a lot of rust. Um, and I, I'm not sure that happens with Pines with how he's been playing lately. Uh, obviously we know about the injuries and the absences for international break. Victor Paulson out with Iceland, uh, Taxi Funtas, of course, with Greece. So already short there. Um, and then the news, of course, coming that uh, Tecu de Pietro has been shut down for a few weeks, uh, which, again, does not, not bode ideal. well. <laughs> not ideal. Does not bode well for the for the rest of the uh, for the team. Um, and we get to uh, we so we get the lineup. Obviously, it's uh, Dahomey, who was fine. I don't think he was in that. But then we get to Steve Birnbaum, <laughs> who's had a nightmare of a return back from injury. I think this was his second start. Um, and he automatically picks up a red card um, in a I, I think it is a I think we're starting to see. I think we saw this with Miami. We've seen this around the league. I think there's been some enhanced uh, some of the professional referees are getting a there's been sort of an enhanced look at uh, dogzo and qualifying dogzo and being more 
I guess, uh, willing to give it maybe where it's maybe a little questionable. Um, I think there is some question about distance from the attacker. Miller's right there. Does he get to the ball? I think Miller gets there. And I think, uh, in all honesty, uh, Birnbaum makes a mistake in trying to hold him back, trying to foul him, trying to prevent him from going, knowing that Miller's right there off his line and would probably clear it. Um, it's a red. It really stinks for him. Um, a lot of people have been talking about whether the game has passed by. John, what do you make? You, I see you laughing there. I'm not sure what you were looking at. <laughs> I was looking at his uh, stats since he's returned. And yeah, the last two games, he was very poor. He was seemingly did okay against the Miami in the Miami game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was also looking at his, again, his stats over the last year. He's good at what he's good at. He's good at what he's good at. He's good at winning balls in the air. He's still mm-hmm. 93rd percentile in the league. He's 60. Everything else is kind of trailing off though. Unfortunately for him, his, uh, his clearances are 30%. His blocks are 40%. His tackles are 7%. Uh, interceptions, 68%. And then the rest of the things are about passing. Passing, completion, 50%. Attempted, 32%. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would think Pines, Pines probably should have played. We don't know if there was not a, a knock or something. I wasn't on the press conference or anything else. So it's entirely possible there was some sort of reason. Um, I just don't. I think you can. I think with Paulson in the mix, you can afford Burnbaum's lack of sharpness. I think with Paulson and Pines, I think you can. That's what I mean. I mean, like yeah. if you you can hide you can hide him in a back three and let him still do what he's good at, which is defending on corners, mm-hmm. putting balls out of the air. That it's he's almost like the he's the <laughs> he's the David Beckham of defending corners. Instead of taking corners, he's good at like being in the box and, and getting it out. Right. That's really, but that's, that's hard to carry a player just with that skill set, unfortunately. I, so I don't know that it's past him. I don't know that he can't recover, but it certainly seems like, uh, he, this has not been a good year for him overall. It's, it's certainly trending in a negative direction. When we you just signed 9, him to a new contract. Sure. But I don't know that I, you know, we don't have the numbers on that. We don't know if it was, maybe he wanted an extra year and they were able to buy down his the, his number a little bit. Um, if you got a raise, then God help us because he's clearly trending to be not a starter at this point, but he's played 261 matches for DC United. So he's, he's been here a bit. Like you, you, it's easy to sort of forget that how only long. with DC too. I mean, he has been a one club man, as they say, um, one, for, for one game with Richmond kickers, one game <laughs> in, Sorry, in 2014. Yeah, so they can't forget that. Put him in the, put him in the Raptors with the kickers all fame for his one game. But yeah, no, I mean, I, it will be interesting to see what happens. Great. You're going to get your start. You're going to get your preference back line here next game because no Burnbaum and Paulson will be back. So you'll probably have Paulson Pines and then Heinz Ike will play the role of third guy. Basically. Are they, will, will the, will the uh, international players be they back? They played their second game already today. So I think, okay. I think they're going back. Okay. And Greece is, at, I think is done. I'm thinking so. Yep. Get taxi back. So at least we have an offensive, somewhat of an offensive uh, uh, firepower, as they say, to to maybe get this team back on the right track and save. And honestly, Cincinnati is playing midweek. I know that did us no favors against Atlanta, like <laughs> we thought we did. But the game is at home, so maybe it's a little different. Um, but uh, yeah, well, well, I'll be curious to see what type of lineup, um, what type of lineup since he throws out for this game. And I, I thought when on the road we played them fairly well. Um, so I'm hopeful we can sort of continue that. Um, 
let's get to the well, this will be the first time we've faced luciano acosta since he's been potentially u.s national team player <laughs> luciano acosta <laughs> wild so, story yeah wild story about that man we I, didn't cover that did we we did not cover that but uh, yeah apparently uh lucio acosta if you haven't heard is apparently on his way to u.s citizenship uh he held out for a while i think there's something he could have probably gotten done Maybe a little bit sooner, um, but he apparently held out. Uh, <laughs> he's a he's a big Joe Biden fan. He's partisan. He was waiting. He was waiting for <laughs> Joe Biden to sign his form. By the way, no, I he's, haven't bought a, he's really I've, you're, go ahead. I haven't bought a U.S. national team jersey with a name on the back of it ever. Guess will be my <laughs> first one. Just guess that that would be it. That would get me to pay the money. So yeah, think about it, U.S. soccer. Yeah, if Acosta, if Acosta, if Acosta makes the <gasps> team, I might actually have to break. The, break I love the, it. Break the bank for that. Oh, that would be hilarious. Like, I, he is what twenty nine, I think, right now. So mm-hmm. he's he certainly is not young. I don't think you would see him start over Giorena. But hey, you know, a off year Gold Cup. You know, if he's playing well, or maybe some some other games, some other. So maybe the, I, I would definitely, I definitely think you will see him if he if he is there. You will see him get called into like a January camp. Listen, Julian Gressel's on this team now. So clearly, <laughs> like this team is not this. The U, U.S. Soccer Federation is totally okay. With with like these long shot, like, yeah, sure. No, no. If you're good, we got a spot for you. Absolutely. I don't care if it's quite obviously that you're Julian Gressel. You went to college at Providence. But other than that, you're very German. You're super German. You still sound German. But hey, yeah, thank you. Thank you for your service. <laughs> Both of you guys. All right. Back to the game. Uh, back to so the game. we also we also saw the thing that everyone knew was going to happen. And people sort of said that it was Atlanta United was the first version of this thing happening where Tyler Miller was going to be pants live on national television tyler you didn't see nothing yet you 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 if you thought that was as bad as i was gonna get you're wrong i real salt lake just just made it look a lot worse you disagree i i disagree that this was this was not this this was an incredible i i would put this i guess it's more of a question of with these types of plays whether it's is it an incredible shot by the player or yes. is it a uh or is it more but there, there's sort of a is it the keeper being too far out like i look at the uh the zella rayon one for instance to me that's a case of a keeper being way too way too far out with zella rayon coming and he just looks up and sees it and just and just and just fires it it's still an incredibly difficult thing to hit a ball that long i mean it seems easy you've got a big goal trust me from it's, that it's angle very it's not it's very much not this I, this honestly like tyler miller's not that far up He's maybe at the edge of his 18. He is probably he is when I play keeper, I, I was not a sweeper keeper, obviously. That's where I was told to play up. I was told to play up into that role. I don't think he was that far back. I think even regardless of where he was on that field, that was going to be an incredibly difficult shot to stop in my mind. I, Ruiz would not have taken that shot against any other goalkeeper. True. I think the, the fact the fact that he knows that Miller is likely creeping up and playing that role is the only reason he shot that. Now I was, I was more getting to the point where Tyler Miller was going to look stupid and he, there wasn't much he could have done to, to save that because the shot was one in a million, but like, this is now the, re- this, this thing is going to be, this is like the Wayne against, uh, who's the keeper that used to play in Orlando before Gales? Gal- Bendick was it? Just Joe it wasn't Bendick. It was no. a guy he had like, he had like brown hair had like a lot of hair. Somebody in the chat, maybe. I don't know. Like former Red Bulls keeper, I think. Anyway, that thing got played in a loop forever. And, I, and when Wayne scored it, he was like, I always tell the guy not to dive because you look dumber when you dive and the ball just creeps over your shoulder. So now forever, Tyler Miller is going to have that video playing in a loop for <laughs> just that's going to be on his tombstone. They're going to play that one. So yeah. unfortunate there. Certainly not as not as um, 
obviously tied to his positional play as the goal was in Atlanta where he was getting, you know, over his skis. But just coming on the back of that, just two bad weeks for a guy uh, that previous up to that had been, you know, consistently one of the best performers on the field. So it's just tough breaks for him there. And, and he had some good moments in this game. He had some some good saves, uh, some some really good opportunities, uh, some really good chances that he that he saved and recovered for this game. But I think if he's not on his game on a lot of those things, I guess what what I was more happy with in this game is it seemed like it seemed like in the uh, in the Atlanta game he kind of let that get to his head. And this game, I don't think he had the same. There weren't the same issues. Um, I think this was a little more defensible. I think from his from his perspective, it was just a, you know an incredible shot. Not much you can do. Not much you can do about it. The and and again, I, I talk about earlier. It's really. I mean, I'm sure there's some stat person that can quantify. You know what he. I'm sure they have some analytics that they've looked at this. I'm sure if we talk to Sean Howe, he'll 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 wax poetic about some sort of stat or analytics of why you want to play your goalkeeper up. But you know, you can see it in games if you look for it. You know, when he steps up, when the ball say is cleared out, and rather than trying to kill an attack, you have the offense push. You have the defense start to for the opposing team push forward. He's in that midfield line. He clears the ball back in. Then the team has to step back a bit. And so you can keep that pressure on a lot of those things. You know, you can't really quantify as a stat and visually you don't notice it because he he's going out there and playing it. And I think when he does do those moments and it works, it actually increases the team's ability to win games um, by being so in that place. The challenge is the challenge is like, if you had to look at the value of an XG perspective of recycling that ball into the offensive side faster, a, it's hard to quantify, but B, that has to happen a lot of times to negate what is a goal given solely because of the positioning. Like you have to do, I don't know what the number is. I don't know what the math would be like 10 or 12 mm-hmm. of those situations where you increase XG by your placement to make up for one screw up. I don't know. So I, I, they're not going to change it. This is what he likes to do, and it has worked for them so far. Uh, I, you know, to your point, uh, Miller has 7.9 this game and had eight saves. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, five. Five saves on eight shots on goal. So if he was if strong for him, yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was, he bounced back from a game in which he was poor. He just yeah. also had this goal scored on him. Yeah. Which is <laughs> things happened crazy. So not really, com- not really too much about that. They go into the second half and I, I think the more egregious and, and I want to point out two players that I think got, I think when something like that happens, the goal that happens to Tyler Miller, I feel like there's certain players that maybe get a little bit of a pass. And I think, the second goal, I think, is where I'm maybe a little bit most upset um, from Real Salt Lake. Uh, Lewis O'Brien, this is the second time. Yep. This happened yes, against is. Orlando. He dribbles the ball out. He gets kind of complacent. The team is kind of pushed up, and he gets dispossessed. Uh, Samake w- did not have a good game. He was getting exposed but all the time who we thought he was that that is not a surprise we, <laughs> and that's please for the for the love of god can we get an update on where Gia like i want giazzi back i want that's ruan right. back how many I legs want, you need ruan, ruan. nahar back like i mean get get those bodies back into the uh back into the wing back position ruan um, played well got his assist here in the second half so that's mm-hmm. good count on him back again uh for the next time and and i think ruan ruan has been a player i think that maybe has gotten shafted a bit by the team that I think is actually more decent than, um, and certainly compared right now to how Samake looked, which again, Samake is who he, he is who we thought we thought he was. Um, he's a, I think Samake in Samake, Samake would be a roster spot. You could potentially open. Couldn't you, you could easily he's just loan him back to Landon, open, loan him back to Loudon and get a roster slot back. So 
I, I disagree with the notion of we have 19 of 20 roster slots filled. Like, well, we can, we can, we can make room. We can, we can, we can negotiate the roster rules to, to figure something out and move some guys in. So, um, so yeah, another thing that happened for Eagle, Eagle eyed watchers, Mateus click subbed off at halftime, uh, because the team wanted to play more direct. He also had a pretty average half. And then he was posting Instagram stories from the locker room and in street clothes on the, on the bench in the second half, which is weird. Kind of strange. Don't know. Don't know what that's about, but we'll, 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 <laughs> we'll see, I guess. But Lewis O'Brien, to your point, uh, gets, get, was at fault there for that goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I, I would also point out again, Brendan Hines, like loses his mark. If he's there to sort of clean it up, maybe that goal doesn't happen. Maybe this team escapes with a point because they come right back the other way and manage to find a goal. Um, nice. I, I will say some, some nice wing play from Eric Hurtado. Maybe that's a, a role. <laughs> that we can see him as um, the ball kind of pings around it, it. It It's a cross in not a great cross, I would say, but it does get into the mixer. Uh, it finds Ruan Ruan, uh, the team, the entire real salt Lake bench is pushed up. I think just to mark Benteke and prevent Benteke from getting anything. And they leave a lot of space and uh, Durkin goes out and finishes it two one um, from the rest of the game. I think the team had a few opportunities or maybe they could have done a little bit better. Um, obviously Christian Fletcher comes in. I thought he added a little bit of, of spice to this team. I'd maybe like to see him a little bit earlier, uh, just to, to get this team back into it. Um, and then we get to the PK call. A lot of fans upset about it. I, I don't know if you feel the same way, John, I'm not upset about that. P- I do not think that was a PK. Um, if nope. that is a PK, that is an incredibly soft PK. Uh, both, uh, both, the uh the radio broadcast dave johnson and bruce murray were incessant that was a pk and i don't think that that was i don't think that was a strong pk i think luke christian fletcher is trying to win it uh he maybe feels a little bit of contact goes down if the referee makes the call i mean again i think maybe you can't you can't say there isn't contact and that it isn't a potentially a foul but it's that's nothing uvar is going to look to overturn and should in my mind shouldn't look to overturn um, I did think that 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 incident almost had a nullifying effect for the rest of the game for DC in the attack. They just didn't have anything else. It was like they maybe felt hard done by that move and they kind of wilted, which was concerning to me because I, I don't think you should keep going like you should keep pushing. And I just didn't feel like they had really any other attacks after that of note that really amounted to anything much. And they really just kind of let I always hate that. It's like that final like 10 like during stoppage time when you just watch the attacking team get possession of the ball and hold it for like three, four or five minutes and just basically kill off any momentum that this team had. Cause I thought there were moments I'd say about 75th minute to about the 80th minute where they had some momentum where maybe they could have gone and found a way to get that second goal. They brought in, you know, Donovan pines as a, as a midfielder, just to be a tall body to, to whip the ball into. Um, and it just never really worked. And it, it's disappointing. And I think we've seen now, in these past two games, uh, both against Atlanta and Salt Lake, uh, some of the worst worst that we've seen of this team play, in my mind, I think. I, I think it's they looked listless in a lot of areas. Their goals came from lapses in defense. They didn't come from sustained pressure. Um, obviously, the red card, the defensive issues, we've now given up five games from open play where for the, a large stretch of the, of the year, again, against not great teams, we looked pretty good against uh, – giving goals and open play. So uh, defensively, I think this team 
maybe has been figured out a little bit and they need to figure out how to regain that sort of staunch defensive ability that they had um, because they're starting to, to become very leaky again. I mean, I even bring up the fact the Montreal game where they had that game well in control and then gave up two quick goals. So yeah, not good. <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's really about just a, there's a lack of weapons. Now, as you, as you become more and more injury depleted, mm-hmm. the is not, not going to do it for you on, on that roster. If you look at that starting 11, there are not a lot of goal threats. You were set up defensively almost just by the nature of the, of the, of the players on the field. And there wasn't players to turn it around. Andy Nahar is not fit, clearly not fully fit, even though apparently he was, he turned down international duty because he was injured because they were going to play on like a high school field in somewhere in Florida <laughs> and it was raining and he didn't want to do that. And then he still played anyway. But yeah, I mean, they're just, there's just so many things have happened where this team cannot bring difference makers onto the field. And that, that will bite you when, particularly when you are this team. Uh, and, and we alluded to this before, it's not going to get any easier for this team whatsoever. This team will play FC Cincinnati next and then Nashville and then Dallas all three in a row. It's not good. It's it really isn't good. FC Cincinnati, it's FC Cincinnati is a buzzsaw. Nashville is second place, 35 points. Uh, so you really just struggle to think how many points you're going to get out of the next out of the next nine. Doesn't look good. It looks like one or three is a yeah. realistic or hopeful act even. And then looking forward, I mean, we're coming up on the break for League's Cup, and you've got Dallas. Of course, he talks about Dallas on the road. That's the fourth. Then you have a game in four days. You have Miami at home. Hopefully, that should be a game you can go out and win, especially if Miami is still trying to assemble their roster um, with their coach. And then you have a road match against New England, um, another extremely tough game. Uh, and then you have a break for League's Cup where you can kind of collect yourself. I mean, it's it, this team could walk in uh, very much down the pecking order. I think they've got to figure out a way at least win these. I mean, right now, Cincinnati, I mean, I it's, it's gotta be tough, but it's gotta be a must win. You gotta come out and win this game. I'm laughing and thinking of the roster that will be playing in leagues cup when, uh, this team is sitting third from bottom after playing Cincinnati, Nashville, Dallas, Miami, maybe a win New England on the road. Yeah. Not looking good there. Like you're thinking it's very, very possible. This team is, second from bottom third from bottom after that after that run how seriously can Wayne afford to take the league's cup it's not gonna it's not gonna be it's not gonna be very serious really just I, it can't it can't be I mean I kind of disagree just based on the fact that then they they after the game if they don't take that seriously then they've got 20 days off before they play their next game like they've got a huge break in there Camp I Cupcake think, will be will begin at that point. They'll they'll they'll, 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 they'll they'll act like it's the German League and it's December, and they're going to come back out or the Apertura, and they're just going to like, all right, well, we're going to have to reformulate our defenses here because clearly this is our, our run in. We can do this, maybe. I don't know. I just I cannot imagine them playing their best eleven. I can't imagine Benteke playing 180 minutes of those two games. I could be wrong. I just think that if they are as banged up and as low in the table as I think they're going to be coming into it, just can't really see it. The juice may not be worth the squeeze. I don't. I I think they personally. I th- I think they should, and I hope they do because I think you need to, you need to gain some momentum back. If this if this if this goes as bad as it could, this might be one of your only chances to at least get some momentum. Otherwise, I think then you're coming into the season really cold, um, and I, I don't know. You, you, then you're jumping right back into the year with, you know, New York, 
Philly. Chicago is probably pretty good. Uh, San Jose is a good team. Charlotte's not that great, but that's road. That's a road game. Um, you know, the season starts to, I mean, there, I, I was, I thought there were more games to close out the year. There really aren't a lot of whole, whole lot more games to close out the year. Um, it is, and it all kind of comes fast and furious. I mean, there's what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven games after the league's cup. That's not a lot of time. Um, and it's not a super difficult schedule, uh, but it's not an easy schedule either. Um, so yeah. And also we don't, we do not play on the final day of the season. So we very well could be sweating it out there. Um, so yeah. Wow. That really, I would still consider this team a playoff team, but after seeing this, I'm, I'm, it's, me not. yeah, this is going to be a crucial, a crucial stretch come up. If they can get anything close to just kind of staying alive. And then I think they can end that last week as a chance. If we're sitting six points out, you know, seven, six, seven points out of the, out of the playoff spot, then I think that might slip away very quickly unless this team goes out and does something and, and picks up some type of big name. So we're big time signing two things. One say that that is the case. Say we do not make the playoffs. Do you imagine Wayne wants to stay another year? Do you imagine they want him to stay another year? Who, who, who says no? I, I, is my I, question. I, I say no. I say if this if it, <laughs> you if say it, no. if this if, if if this team does not make the playoffs, mm-hmm. Wayne should not come back. Hundred percent. Right. All right, but who says no? Does, does ownership say no? Does 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 Dave Casper tell Wayne Rooney to kick rocks, or yeah. does Wayne? Yeah, you think so? I think so. I I think I think I think the ownership just says sorry. You you know we didn't make the playoffs. We we do not see, especially if this team if this team falls out with the amount of money they've spent on players, how good it's looked. Over certain stretches, I think Wayne, I, I, I almost think I, I, over the past couple of weeks, you know, we've seen Wayne kind of lash out at MLS referees. We've seen him lash out at the team for scheduling that Nakaxa friendly, which he did not which agree fair. with. Fair. Fair. You've seen him, you know, maybe come a little bit frustrated with what signings are coming in or what players are coming in. And really the question is going to be, what does this team look like? I have no idea. I have no idea what they look like coming into next year. I have no idea who stays. Do you blow it up at that point? Do you just kind of restart? Um, you still got another couple of years of Benteke, who still, for all intents and purposes, looks still great. played looks great, still played well. Um, do you? Well, yeah. I bet he has a pretty good. Yeah, I bet he has a pretty good trade value within the league. Yeah, maybe if you're talking. To, we have not had an actual. Ter- well, I guess we kind of did with the beginning of last season. We that was like a not full rebuild, but like a real studs. Like it's to the studs rebuild where this team has assets that are valuable, but know that they're very, very far away from contending. So except for the young players, they, I don't know, something to think about. Well, we got time, we got time to get there. So that, so, but basically I think I would be more pessimistic about it. And I would say that as long as Wayne wants to come back, I have a feeling Jason Levian will say, we'll give him one more year. We'll honor him to that contract because we think there's inherent value in it. I, I, I think if a team doesn't make the playoff, they should part. And they yeah. should figure out where they're going to go. I think I they, will. they will. I think they will. Okay. And the other thing I, I was going to say will. is the Chris Durkin re-signing has been one of the best uh, moves that the team has made as far as value for what was expected and also cost to the... They were able to use roster machinations of the under 20, whatever the, whatever initiative that's called. U22 young initiative, D, Young yeah. DP, young money. Uh, he is still on a supplemental... He's, if you look at the roster, he's he's considered a supplemental player, 25, 28. So as far as what he's been able to do on the field for the cost of, of his salary cap hit, wonderful. 
great move. There have been lots of attempts to bring players back for other attempt for other, you know, revivals. And they have mostly uniformly been failures. I, I even going back into DC United history, uh, I'm remembering the, the Christian Gomez, like Coda, where he came <laughs> back, uh, Luciano Emilio coming back. Um, I remember was the exception where he came back from his one, his one year of exile and was, you know, became the secret agent role, his secret agent, right? His <laughs> secret agent era. Um, Yamil Assad. There are, there are, there are lots of examples of players who came and came back and it was, it was not a good idea, but Chris Durkin has been good. And I want to call that out. I still think he's not a wing back. I think he plays much better in the middle of the field. Uh, I think we've seen it. I think we've seen Army it. Knife. I think we've seen it this year in, uh, in his, uh, in, in coming into that three man midfield, I think we've seen him play very, very well. Coming in for an injured uh, Russell Canales, I think he's been really good. He's been good to the point where I'm, I'm looking at, you know, where's a salary we might be able to make some space and keep and sort of maybe then build out from other uh, from other rights. I think we also got to consider, too, what changes are we in for with Messi, with Messi's potentially coming? Because roster-wise? Rosters, like I think, are going, league rules rosters I think are going to change. I would not put it past. I would not put it past MLS with the signing of Busquets, which by the way is a designated player. I do not mm-hmm. I I will be shocked if it happens mid-year, but I will I will be surprised. I will not be surprised if if MLS says, "Hey, we're going to go ahead and let teams have 4 DPs now." Like we're going to maybe 5. We're going <laughs> to we're going to increase the number of designated like they have to start making changes. They have to start doing that. I I don't know if it'll be this year. They might still have to Figure out something with Aruha. Maybe that is Aruho, I think is his name. Um, one of the one of the attackers that they signed, who's actually been pretty decent, has some trade value. So we'll we'll see. MLS, I think, has to start. There has to be some changing. Um, there has to be some 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 new roster mechanisms come into place, some some loosening of the to sort of allow this team to be better, much like what happened with Beckham. So we'll the see. We'll see. We could be looking at a completely different era come next offseason as to what this I think- team could do. The backup goalkeeper for Miami was interviewed and was like, oh, we're not ready for him. Like the the league is not ready for him. The team is not ready for him. There's no security or like around <laughs> the stadium. Like we just walk off the bus. It's uh, Nick Marsman is his name. He's just like so many things have to change. They don't even they don't even know how many things are going to have to change because it's not going to be. They're paying Messi as what they're paying him. Messi is a global superstar. It's not going to be a matter of like, well, he's got to get kind of used to things the way things he he knew what he was getting into when he came to the United States. No, everything is going to go up. Everything is going to go to his level. That's what that's they're going to meet him where he is. So to your point, there will be changes about the spend. I, I'll be I'll be curious to see if the, if it if it trickles past Miami, right? Mm-hmm. So the the roster rule changes that'll be universal, and some teams will take advantage of it. Probably a lot of teams will take advantage of it. But like, do the the media around the team, the social media presence will get better. The website, I just I'm on their website. Their website's pretty great compared to ours. They've done they've done quite a lot of cool stuff. Um, but they this team is going to get flipped over too, just because they're not going to waste they're not going to waste a minute of Messi's prime on a player on the field where they, that they could get somebody better and somehow somehow fit under the the roster rules. They're they're going to make that happen. So it's exciting from a league perspective. As if you're looking at DC United, like 
that this 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 is not your ball game dc united we're living in a different universe than this we just get to watch it and you know if you're a season ticket holder you get to scalp your tickets once a year hopefully and make all make all bunch of money but you, uh, use the messy game to fund your season tickets basically basically <laughs> i used to do that with with beckham when he came i used to i used to absolutely do that uh it can be done so yeah i mean that's really where we're at yeah this it's that we're, we're in we're in a bit of a we're in a bit of a down era here we gotta you know we as as ever, our our we can be turned around very quickly with an unexpected win against a, a superior opponent, uh, but I just don't see it. <laughs> I, I could see us. See I could see us with with Cincinnati midweek, us being at home. I could see us pulling off. I, I could see one of these games, one of these tough games we talk about, being sort of an unexpected win. Um, I, and it could happen against Cincinnati. I think that's that's a for Cincinnati that might be a trap game um, where they've played really well. They haven't been able to put it together offensively. Could we do it? I mean, I could, I could easily see that happen uh, uh, for for DC. And I think we we will see if this team. I think this is this is a moment where if you're Wayne, you're saying we've got six weeks here where we we need to get results. We need to get some results. We need to do go and make up for some of these losses and put this team sort of back into get in, keep ourselves into that playoff picture heading into the league's cup. Maybe he could say, hey, I'll rest more of you guys for the rest of the month if we can just stay in the playoff picture. So we'll see what happens. Um, I, they're not dead yet. It's it's certainly difficult. It's certainly not as good, I think, especially after the Montreal. If the Montreal game ends in a win and the Real Salt Lake game's in a win, we are sitting pretty, I think, looking at potential. This, it, still a tough run, but but riding a little bit. So we'll see what happens well, on Saturday. When we when we get to the League's Cup, when the window opens, we will go through this roster and do a and do what, what we what we would do where we did Casper. Uh, still a little bit of time to see how things pan out. But there's yeah, there's some there's some dead wood that could be that could be moved. Yep. All right, folks, I think that's going to do it. It's been a long, long show, but there was a lot of a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of news, so we definitely went through that. Uh, join us if you're up. We're a little bit late on the spirit. I know we, we always promise we're going to talk spirit, and then we get toys a little late. So, all right, definitely check it out. If you're listening on the podcast version, check out Kindred Spirits. We want to talk about the spirit. Talk about a good win and a team that is that is flying high right now. Uh, thank yeah. you guys. So the, op- <laughs> the opposite <laughs> of what we have with DC right now. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Vamos. Vamos. Thanks again to our show sponsor, Monday Development, available to help you with all of your real estate needs. To get started on your next real estate investment, visit mundydev.com. That's M-U-N-D-Y-D-E-V.com.